Have you ever had a goal that just seemed impossible? If so, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Notable Peeps Podcast, a series that gives attention to remarkable people who are putting on their shoes, doing their best, and believing in the impossible. All my dreams are coming true. Steph, and you're listening to the Notable Peeps podcast. And today we are talking all about getting out of debt. We have Kayla Vanneman with us. Her and her husband just paid off. Kayla, do you want to tell us how much? I'll let you do yes. the honors. We just paid off about $62,000 of debt. Woo! So exciting. We are so excited. It was last Friday, so it hasn't even been a week yet. Yes, June 1st. June 1st, you paid it off. So do you want to just start by talking about how you guys got into debt and sort of what the debt was and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. All the stuff that people don't really want to talk about. No one wants to talk about their debt, so. Yes, all the details. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I will be honest with you, the bulk, so the bulk of my debt was student loan. I had about $37,000 of student loan debt. So that was a big chunk of it. I went to nursing school and of course, you know, I had to have the college experience. So I went out of state and moved away from home and that made everything more expensive. And then the rest of it was I had a car loan. We did owe the IRS a kind of a good chunk just from when I did start working. Um, as a nurse. And then just credit card debt was the rest of it. Unfortunately, I hate that I have to say it, but credit card debt and medical bills as well. So that was our debt, 62000 When you started getting your process of getting out of debt, you were a newlywed, right? With your husband. I sure was. Yes. So we had gotten married while I was still in school. And when my husband asked my dad if he could marry me, my dad, you know, he said, sure, but she's going to have some student loan debt. If you marry her, we're not going to pay for the rest of her college. And so um, they ended up, and of course they wanted to pay for college. They just couldn't. My sister was going to be coming into college as well. And so my husband, he didn't mind. He married me anyway. And so we got married and then I finished nursing school. And after that was when we started um, paying off our our debt right after we got married. Or I'm sorry, right after um, I graduated. Right after you. Well, and I love that because so when I was in debt, I remember one of my big things. I was like, no one's ever going to love me with this debt. Who would want to take this on? You know? Yes. It's scary because you don't want, you don't want to come to a relationship or a, or a new marriage with all of this debt. It, it kind of felt like baggage at first, even when he had to ask my dad for, you know, his, for my hand in marriage, I felt like I was kind of scared that he wouldn't want to marry me when he heard about all this student loan debt that I had acquired. But you know, he, he did it anyway, and then together we, we were able to pay it off. So I'm so thankful. Well, and even cooler that you guys were able to work as a team to to pay it off. So, like, how, how did this journey start? You talked about how you got your job, your big girl job as a nurse, and was that really when you were like, okay, I want to pay it off, or was there something else that started you on the, your um, debt-free journey? Yeah, so, you know, when I was in nursing school and we were newlyweds, um, we hardly had any money. I mean, I was in school. I was working little jobs here and there. Like, I worked at an ice cream shop, but we mainly lived off of my husband's income, and we made it work. And actually, I I don't think I told you this, but I actually had my daughter while I was still in nursing school. Um, She was a surprise to us, yes. (laughs) So, you know, it wasn't in our plan, but definitely in God's plan, and we can see that now. And so I we were newlyweds. And then not long after that, we found out that we were pregnant. And so that really inspired us as well. As soon as I got out of, um, as soon as I graduated from nursing school, we decided that why even get used to living on two incomes? We're used to living on one income. 
we now have a baby and let's just knock out this all of this debt before we even get used to what life would be like with two incomes. Oh, so all your like your paycheck just went towards knocking out the Exactly. Yeah. We tried really hard. So to this day, actually, I don't know what it's like to live on two incomes. And we've been married for five years. And I know that that can't work for everyone. And it was very tight. Our budget was very tight, but it has worked for us so far. And so honestly, now that we're out of debt, I don't know that our lifestyle will change a whole lot. We're probably still going to live. We might live on like one and a half incomes, but (laughs) we'll still kind of live, live our lives the way we have been. Well, and I I don't know. I've just been thinking about this thought lately, like today matters and how so many times it's like you just want to procrastinate and put off whatever. And it's like, oh, I'll start next week or Monday or whatever. But you look at it like how you said that you've been married for five years and you don't know what it's like to live on two incomes. And it could have been easy to be like, well, we'll start next paycheck or whatever. But just starting right away really started that path for you. Oh, yes. And we tried really hard. There were times, girl, don't get me wrong. There were times that I'm like, I could really use this money to decorate my house or, you know, buy my baby brand new clothes. But, you know, we always had things provided. God always provided for us. Our kids had hand-me-downs and, you know, we would get decorations as wedding gifts and just things like that that were really cool. So we, we never went without, but it was definitely... It was definitely not always easy. How you're talking about like decorations and, and clo- baby clothes, have, uh, do you feel like you still have that desire to have like these nice new things or has your pers- perspective changed there as well? I just added that question. I don't know if that's really good. <laughs> yeah. No, you're fine. No, no, no. You're fine. Honestly, I feel like my perspective has completely changed because now, I mean, I see what's important and I see that I want to show my kids this life of you know, financial freedom and show them what it looks like to be a wise steward of our money. And no, we might not have, you know, the nicest, newest things, but I want to see them. I want them to be able to see their parents giving to others and being able to do that because we're not financially tied down to all of this debt. So I think my perspective definitely has changed as far as that goes. Well, and like you said, with being tied down, I think that one of the worst feelings is that feeling of bondage with debt and just and the anxiety that comes from it and yes that is the best way (laughs) that is the best way to describe it Steph like it's that anxiety it's absolutely anxiety and it's a huge burden I remember looking at the mountain of debt and being just overwhelmed thinking I'm never going to get to pay this off like $62,000 no way I'll be in debt the rest of my life well yeah it's huge and that's why I wanted to interview you because I'm like I, I'm like, seriously, $62,000 seems impossible. And you did it in three years and you said 33 months to be exact. And you look at that, that is a long time, but in comparison, it really isn't. So- yes, I was going to say that that was the <laughs> longest 33 months of my life, but it was, I would do it all again. I mean, it, the feeling on the other side of it now, everything was worth it. The sacrifices, it was, it was all worth it. And it was hard. I'm not going to lie. I don't want anyone listening to think for a second that, you know, oh, we just kind of decided to do it. And then it was smooth sailing from there because that is not the case. I wish it I wish it had been the case, but it was not. <laughs> what were some of the hardest things about it? I will say I'm guilty of playing the comparison game sometimes. I Who think we can it? thank social media <laughs> for that. Yes. You know, going on Facebook and seeing this person taking this vacation and this person, especially when I have, now that I have kids, you know, oh, they went, they took their kids to the beach and they got to spend a week at Disney World and things like that. 
it was really hard for us sometimes to say no to things. We do have some friends. We've been very blessed. We have some friends on each side of the spectrum. We have some friends who are on their debt-free journey, some friends who have already become debt-free and we really look up to them. And then we have other friends who are very much, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in debt forever. And we don't judge them for that. However, it's hard when they're going and doing the things that we want to do, but we can't because we don't have the money. So I would say the hardest thing about the journey was all of the no's that we had to say. Um, but there's a quote that Dave Ramsey says that we've really adopted in our own lives and it's live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else. And so, yes, we said no, you know, quote unquote, no for 33 months, but now it's kind of our chance to start saying yes and saying yes to things that are blessing others and helping our family. So we are very excited to be able to finally do that now. Well, I had heard that quote before, but I hadn't heard the last part where it says, so you can give like no one else. So you can live and mm-hmm. give like no one else. And that is really cool. Yes, that is, that's kind of the focus, especially if you met my husband, you would understand. Like he is just like the sweetest guy. That's his big focus too. And the reason we want to be able to give is because we've been on the receiving end. Even in the middle of our debt-free journey, there was one time, Steph, that um, we were living with a family. We lived in, um, a, a, we lived in, the basement of a family that we knew um, when we were really struggling financially. When I was in nursing school, right after we had had my daughter, we lived in a family's basement and they charged us hardly anything. And I remember one day, it was um, a day in December. It was right around Christmas time. We came home from running errands and on the island of the kitchen, there was an envelope and it just said, Merry Christmas, Kayla and Gus. And there was $500 cash in the envelope. And to this day, (laughs) I know. And like to this day, we don't know who it came from. We don't know where it came from. But it was a blessing to us. And I've had, you know, I had a teacher in nursing school literally hand me a check and say, God told me to give this to you. And it paid our our rent that month. So it's just crazy stories like that, that we want to be able to do that for others. And you cannot do that for others if you're if you have this burden of debt. If I have $62,000, I'm not able to just give someone $500 because, you know, their kids need a Christmas. So I'm excited to do that down the road. It's going to be it's going to be a lot different. No, that's so great. I really, yeah, I don't know why I've heard the other part of the quote, but maybe I just tuned out the give. No, yeah. But um, but yeah, I really like that. And, you know, it can be something so simple. I remember around Christmas time, I was at the drive-thru and someone paid for my meal in front of me. And that little act was just like, oh, that's so nice. Like those pay it forward moments. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about the challenging I want to hear, how did you feel on June 1st when you made, your last payment wasn't in like 700, how much was it? Yes, it was $746. Um, And the last payment was actually the remainder of the hospital bill from my son's delivery. So it was a medical bill and I had to like wait for the office to be open so I could call them and, you know, tell them like, I'm ready to pay this in full. And I actually, my husband and I stayed up because we were going to pay it like at like you know, two in the morning when our, when our direct deposit went through, we were going to pay it. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to call them in the morning and see if they can lower it. Cause sometimes they'll lower hospital bills if you pay it in full. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they're like, no, we have no discount. And so I acted all bummed out and I was like, that's okay. I'll just pay it anyway. <laughs> but you know what? I like that you asked, you went for it. Yes. I was like, well, it's worth a shot. You know, still living that budget life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I was so excited and part of me wanted to wait and like wait till my husband got home from work and allow him to be there and be a part of it. But I could not wait. I was just so excited. So 
I called them and I paid it off. And I instantly, as soon as I hung up the phone, like my eyes just welled up with tears. I was so thankful. And I know it doesn't like $746 might not seem like much, but to us, that was the last thing standing between us and being able to like yell from the rooftops that we were debt free. So I was so excited. With my debt-free journey, I remember I went to like the bank and paid my last payment and the poor teller, I just was like, (laughs) I just told my story and um, was like so excited and they were just like, oh, great. And I'm like, no, but you don't realize. (laughs) I worked so hard for this. Yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. So, okay, but the greatest thing, so you've been doing Dave Ramsey's program, and then he liked your picture, and he also posted it on his page. Yes. And your picture oh was gosh. so cute, because it's you and your family, your two little kids and your husband, and you have Thank you. the big 62 number. Um, but but what was your, when you saw that Dave Ramsey had liked him, <laughs> posted, what oh were you Oh my thinking? goodness. I... Like, so I saw that he liked it and I almost lost my mind. Like, I was like, he knows who I am. Like, (laughs) he actually liked my picture. Like, I was so excited. And we were at a friend's house that night and I was literally in the middle of telling my friend Sarah, I was like, so every once in a while, like Dave Ramsey will post, he'll repost people's pictures of them being out of debt. And like, it would be super cool if you reposted mine, but I would never, you know, I would never expect it. No joke. I got that sentence out of my mouth looked down at my phone and it said Dave Ramsey mentioned you in a comment and I was like wait a minute hold the phone like (laughs) I was stunned and I'm not big on like I'm not huge on social media but I love I'm a part of the debt-free community on Instagram and I love that and so you know I follow Dave Ramsey I follow a lot of um, people who are on their debt-free journeys and it has been so inspiring to me and that I that made my day like as if that day couldn't have gotten any better I think he reposted it the next day. So I think he reposted it like the day after, but it didn't matter to me. I was back on cloud nine. Like it was just awesome. No, that's <laughs> so great. Especially when it's like you've been following his program and to like, I mean, you're proud of yourself, but to have like Dave Ramsey be proud of you that he's sharing your yes. story. That's and awesome. that's just it. Like he's my, he is definitely mine and my husband's financial. We look up to him so much financially. I mean, we listen to his podcast. We read his books, like we look up to him so much. And then to have him actually like repost my picture. Oh my goodness. I was so excited. I, I maybe cried, but I don't want to admit that to everyone. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I did. I cried. (laughs) I love it. You talked about the debt-free community on Instagram. What's that? So there is, you know how you can follow hashtags now on Instagram Uh and I know Facebook tries to do the, the hashtag thing, but I don't know how that really works out. So anyway. I was scrolling through Instagram once and of course I've I've known about Dave Ramsey for a while, you know, about about 3 years and I was scrolling through Instagram and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if anyone else posts about Dave Ramsey." So I had typed it in in the search bar and all of a sudden this whole community just literally like opened up like I was like, "What in the world?" So I had no idea. All these people were so open about their debt-free journey and inspiring other people like literal cheerleaders. Like they were just cheering each other on and encouraging each other and I'm like, Oh my goodness. So I started following people from the debt-free community on my personal Instagram and it kind of seemed a little bit backwards to me. Like I would be scrolling through Instagram and, you know, one minute I'd see, you know, Oh, this new brand is selling this and spend all your money here. And then the very next one, I'd see this debt-free, you know, these people just pay off their house. And so it was very like, almost like contradicting to each other. And so I actually like, I logged out of my personal Instagram. I started a new debt-free Instagram, which is 
what Dave Ramsey, I guess that's how he must have found me was my hashtags and things like that, that the debt-free community uses. And so I am on that all the time. I just love it. And it's so cool because there's just genuine just support there. I think sometimes it's hard and in real life. I mean, social media is a big part of our lives nowadays. We, let's just be honest. It really is. And sometimes I feel like I can talk to the debt-free community like they're my friends because some of our friends don't understand. They're still supportive and we still love them, but some of them just don't understand. They're just not, you know, they're not able to. Some of them just don't have the ability to right now. So anyway, it's just hard because you don't always have that support in person. And it's so nice to log on to a social media outlet where you can just you know, cheer other people on and see other people's progress and be encouraged and motivated. So I love it. What's your Instagram name for the your debt-free one? It is Mommy Gazelle. And the reason it's Mommy Gazelle is because obviously I'm a mom. I have two kiddos. They're our world. My husband and I just, just love being parents. So the mommy obviously comes from me being a mom. And then Gazelle, if you've read Dave Ramsey's book, he has a quote in there. It actually, I wish I knew the reference, Steph. I don't know the reference, but it comes from a Bible verse about like if you're being chased by a gazelle. Dave Ramsey has a saying about being gazelle intense. Like if you were being hunted, you would just like think of a gazelle being hunted by a cheetah. How intense. They're just running for their lives. And so his whole idea about if you are in debt and you want to get out of debt, you run like a gazelle. Like you just run from that debt, run for your life. And so that's been another one of the quotes that he has that my husband and I have kind of put some put some action behind and we try to be gazelle intense about our journey. And so that's where the mommy gazelle comes from because, you know, we're, we were gazelle intense as gazelle intense as we could be. We had our moments where we weren't and, um, you know, that's where that comes from. I like it. Gazelle intense. Thanks. That's cool. <laughs> okay. So, and on Instagram, you just like type in the hashtags like debt free to get the community. Literally the hashtag was debt free community. And I went on there and I mean, you should check it out tonight. It's amazing. It is incredible. The amount of people who you would not even know. And some of these people have like paid off their house and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so inspired by you. It just gives you a whole nother level of like, all right, like let's do this. If they can do it, so can I. I love that. Yeah, no, that's why I was like wondering what exactly the hashtag was. So definitely. Yes, girl, you should really check it out. Yeah. And I think that's like good because you know those times when lately I find I've just been lazy with things like I'm like, oh, I'll get delivery or I'll pay for parking. And it's like, do I really need that? No, not at all. But it's (laughs) in those moments that it's easy because you always have your phone with you to like just scroll and find that inspiration of debt-free community and be like, no, I want, I want this financial goal. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And kind of changing that mindset in a way. What's your guys' goal now? You've paid off all this debt and it's baby step number three, right? With the Dave Ramsey program. Yes. Yeah. So on, on Dave Ramsey's plan, baby step three is fully funding your emergency fund. Um, so basically his recommendation is three to six months of expenses of living expenses in your savings account. And so that's kind of what we're going to get started on this month. Um, and it does seem like a lot. And from what I've heard in the debt-free community, it's just kind of a hard goal because at least with paying off debt, you know, you can like, you can really like physically be like, yeah, I paid that off. Awesome. All right. Next loan or next, you know, debt, let's pay this off. And it can be a little bit slower, I've heard, in baby step three, but we're excited to get that emergency fund fully funded. And especially with having kids, I think it's wise of us to have a good chunk in our savings account. Not that I am one that I don't believe that our security is in finances, but I do think that there's wisdom in making good choices with our finances. And so that's kind of where we're at now is saving three to six months of our expenses. And so I've never done the Dave Ramsey program, like I've read his books and stuff, but 
but you're still debt free. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I did his like cash approach and everything, but I didn't go. So did you go to actual program somewhere like a class or did you guys just do it by your yeah so a lot of the people that we know go to like what do they call it a lot of the people we know go to the financial peace universities a lot of churches hold them or um different people can host them and i think there's like an online program that you can buy we did not i'm actually so cheap that (laughs) this might be terrible but i'm actually so cheap that i just went to the library i went to my local library and i bought his book the total money makeover and that to me like my husband and I read it together and that, that changed the game for us. That was kind of like, all right, let's, let's get this started and let's be gazelle intense and let's do it. Just in that book, you read stories of people with, you know, hundreds and I mean, literally $200,000 worth of debt and they pay it off. And you're like, oh my goodness, you're so encouraged by that. And so we went to the library, got his book, read it. And that is all, that's actually the only book of his that I've read so far. So um, I know when people do the debt free scream in Nashville on his show, he always gives them a copy of um, Retire Inspired by Chris Hogan. And so that'll be our next one to read. But for now, the Total Money Makeover from the library is the only one that I've ever that I've ever purchased or that I've ever read. You know, as you said that, though, I'm like, I think that Mr. Ramsey would be proud that you I, yeah, like, went to he the probably library, would. you know, because that's the thing with the whole program. I've wondered, like, do you have to pay for it? Like, or like, no, can you just, so you, you were able to do it just reading the, his book. That's cool. I did, yes. And there's enough support online. Like even, you know, if you, you know, look on Pinterest or, you know, look on Google, I mean, anything, there's enough support online that I, I really feel like you can. Um, but then there are people who host the classes and go to the classes. I think it just depends on your approach. Um, if you want, you know, people surrounding you and encouraging you like physically there, the classes wouldn't be a bad idea. I think that would be great. But we, you know, we had a great support system. We had friends and family, my parents, oh my gosh, my parents are incredible. And my, my husband's parents, we just had a really great support system that were there for us all along the way. And so that was, that was what we needed most, I think. I just was thinking about how you talked about how you had to say no to a lot of things. And that's a really hard think to say no because no one wants to be like the person that's not going and having fun or you know like the party pooper type of a thing where people are like come on it's only 50 bucks come come join us so how did saying no get easier or like what was your approach in saying no because I I've had this talk with friends before where it's just sometimes hard to tell people oh I don't want to do this because I want to save money Yes. Um, Or is that just what you said? No, it's so hard. And I wish I could say, like, I want to say to you, it got so much easier. Like, people just knew and understood. No, girl, it was so hard. And every time, and actually, in everyday life, I'm the worst person at saying no. I'll have a full schedule, and my friend will be like, oh, hey, can I come over? Or can you watch my kids so I can do this? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. And really, I'm like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to have time, but dang it, I'll make time. So I'm the worst at saying no anyway, just in everyday aspects of my life. And so it was really hard for me to kind of let people down. I felt like I was letting people down a lot. I said no to a lot of going out to eat. I've noticed that a lot of social gatherings revolve around going out to eat. Yes, um, I agree. Yes, like they all I get do. so sick of eating out sometimes. I'm like, why can't we go do something else? Yes, like let's, you know, let's all just hang out at the house or something. I know that sounds lame, but our friends really like they 
they kind of got the hang of it after a while, you know, and we weren't sticklers to the point that like, we never go out, we never have fun. We actually did go to Disney World with our daughter. When she was two years old, we saved up money for the whole thing and we paid for it in cash. So we still did say yes to experiences, but it was the things that would like add up the little things that people don't think of. Or for me, the hardest thing too, like my poor husband, he has shirts in his dresser that are from high school. He's 27 years old. Like we got to get him a new wardrobe stuff. Like we got, we cannot be wearing a shirt from high school, but because we just didn't have the money, of course, you know, I'd see a sale online or, you know, I'd see like cute little boutique shops online and on Facebook that I'm like, Ooh, I want that shirt. Oh no, no, I can't have that shirt because I don't have the money in the budget. So that was really hard for me. Um, and as far as saying no, people did, I say it didn't get easier. Maybe it just didn't get easier for me, but I feel like our friends were awesome with that. Cause like even, you know, even now, like to this day, they're, they are just fine coming over to our house. And my husband cooks quesadillas every Tuesday night. <laughs> and he, all of our friends come over and they eat quesadillas on Tuesday night. And it, it happens at our house. And that's a cool way that we can still be around people and hang out with our friends without spending a bunch of money. Yeah, and quesadillas, that's like the best thing to make. That's super Yes, cute. girl, right? I love them. <laughs> and they're tasty. Okay, so I mean, I just want to pick your brain because I think that – how you said sticking to a budget, like that's so hard. So like, how did you make a realistic budget? Because I think sometimes I make a budget and it's not realistic. And then I set myself up for failure. Oh yes. And that is hard. And that, I will be honest with you, that happened with us a couple of times. And I think be gracious with yourself. Like when you first set a budget, especially if it's your first time, don't expect for it to go perfectly for one, but also know that your first couple, even maybe couple months, because really most people get paid, you know, biweekly. So say you do a budget for a month, you're only getting two paychecks. So it's hard to be able to say, oh, I'm going to get this right on the very first try. So I would definitely say if you're just starting out, be gracious with yourself. Secondly, you're going to figure out what works for you. It might just take some time. So my best example of that is like with groceries. I hate spending so much money on food. And what I found we would do is like we would spend money on groceries and then that's when, you know, oh, well, I forgot to thaw chicken or I forgot to take this out. Oh, I don't feel like cooking. So let's go grab a pizza. No, we spent money on this food. We are eating this food. Like (laughs) I it was just hard to figure out how much to be. And then as we added more, we added a second child to our family and then you're trying to figure out your budget because that's the other thing is life is always changing. I mean, things always change. So you have to have some wiggle room in your budget to say like, you know, hey, what about. I mean, you need to buy toilet paper. You need to buy medicine. Like, where do those things fit in in the budget? That's really hard. So those are the things for me. Even sometimes I would say I'm still learning that realistic goals is super helpful because I would set these goals of like, I'm going to put, you know, $4,000 to debt this month. No, that's not realistic because your girl's got to eat. Like, you can't, (laughs) can't take all my money and spend it on or pay it right to debt like I want to because you have to have realistic goals too. So that was my biggest thing, I think, would just be to be realistic and figure out what works for you. Um, You can look at your budget and say, hey, what can I cut back on? Do I need to spend, you know, $50 a month at the mall on clothes? Probably not. And so that could be a category you could cut back on. So with your budget, did you have an online program that you used that you enjoyed or was it paper? How did you do it? So don't make fun of me for this. No, I want to hear but all your secrets. You just paid off 62 grand. I want to know. I still can't believe it. Like even when you just say that, I don't believe that that's really me. Like I'm like, who did that? That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> that's you. Um, yay. I'm so, I'm so thankful. Um, so I feel really nerdy saying this out loud to you, but we just use a paper and pencil. Like I don't have any fancy apps that we use. Well, that's not true. I use my bank's app 
Um, and then I just use paper and a pencil. So every month I just, I just write our budget out and that's what works for us. I'm not very like tech savvy, which I know I probably should be in this day and age, but I'm just not. And so I just like, like plain old, old fashioned paper and pencil. So, and then you would have a category. I mean, you have your like basics that are, you're going to have every month, like rent and food and stuff, but then would you make other categories as well? Or did you just keep it more simple? Yeah, so I sure would. So I would basically write at the top, like the month. So I would write, you know, June 2018, or I would write May 2018. And then I always write our bills on the left side. I write our expenses. So like, um, you know, things like groceries, gas money. um, And then of course, what we get cash envelopes out for, like we save for Christmas, we save for vacations, we save for my husband's work fund. um, Like if he needs new boots or pants or things like that. Um, And then I would always put a category at the very bottom of the page called extras. So if I knew that, let's say, um, okay, so this month it's June, my son's birthday is this month, Um, my birthday is this month. So I would put a different category, Father's Day is this month. I would put those extras at the very bottom of the page and put an amount that I'd be willing to spend. So, you know, my dad might be listening, so I don't want to say how much I'm going to spend for Father's (laughs) Day. But like, say, you know, um, for my son's birthday, hey, I'd rather not spend any more than $100. We would budget that money out. And then when that $100 is spent, okay, that's, that's spent. And so we always would put an extras category at the bottom. And that helped from any, like, um, unnecessary spending coming up. That was a huge thing for us, was including that extras category. Well, and I love that you said that you do the cash because I I feel like that's huge. When I deal in cash, it makes such a difference. Oh, it sure does. Girl, I started this thing where when I go to the grocery store, if I have, you know, a $100 budget and I'm going to the grocery store, guess what I bring in? I bring in a hundred dollar bill or I bring in my two fifties. I bring in a hundred dollar cash to the grocery store and I literally cannot spend more because I don't have my wallet with me. (laughs) No, that's so So smart. It's hard, but like it's worth it. It really is. And it might not work for everyone, but for us, it works to have a tangible, you know, tangible money that I can feel in my hands instead of a card that I can just swipe, 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 because that's where it becomes dangerous in my opinion. Yeah, no, it really does. And you just don't pay attention to how much you're spending. So have you ever had it before since you thought that you don't bring in your wallet, you just bring in the cash? Have you ever gone over and had to be like, um, take that out or? No, I have not. And I'm actually, I'm terrified of that happening. But Me too. I, that's why I'm like, yes, that's scary. Oh, I'm so scared of it happening. But I'm that nerd that you see like walking around the grocery store with my phone calculator out and I'm like adding things up and I like I'm I'm typically like a person who always rounds up so I'm you know if it's $2.99 I'm like adding four (laughs) dollars so I'm so scared of that happening at the register that I always just I calculate it on my phone I'm such a nerd I know but hey it works I mean I'm I'm easy to I'm happy to report that it's worked so far well you keep on saying that you're a nerd but the thing that I love is really that you don't have these fancy gadgets. You don't have this, you know, I, you're just doing the basics. Like it's not these apps or whatever. It's just pen and paper, library for Dave Ramsey's book and a hundred dollar bill at the grocery store. Like that is cool because anyone can do that. Right. You know, like with that, there's no excuses. And that's what I want people to know. Like you don't have to have all of this, like all of the fancy things. I think sometimes simple, simple is best. And even with like saving money and budgeting for money, like people have asked me, you know, oh, did you guys use financial advisors? Are you seeing investors? Like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, no, I, I think anyone can do this. Like, you really can. You, you know, you, you put your, you put your plan into action and you sit down either if you have a spouse, you sit down with your spouse. If not, like you just, you 
you know, you just be determined and you meet your goals and you do it. And I think, you know, it's just, it's cool being on the other side of it. I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I did this. And like you said, I didn't need anything fancy. I really, I really didn't. And I'm very grateful that we finally just, we just did it. I'm thankful. To me, it's inspiration that I don't need all this extra. All I need is to start and do it, you know? I, I'm a big believer in like personal finances, personal to the point of, hey, like Steph, you might do it this way. Like you said, you didn't use Dave Ramsey's plan. That's awesome. Hey, guess what? You're still out of debt. I did use Dave Ramsey's plan and I'm out of debt. And guess what? We both did it. In my mind, like you do what works for you. And that doesn't mean you have to follow every single baby step to a T and you have to do exactly what everyone else is doing. No, it's, it's personal finance. You do what works for you. And so for us, like my husband and I don't really know what's going to be next after this. So we're just going to kind of see. We're going to see. We, like I said, we really want to be able to live and give. And so that is our end goal. But we're, we're going to kind of see from there on. But definitely I would say to anyone that's like wondering what to do or they really want to get out of debt but they don't know how, do your research. Because there are ton, there are a ton of ways and a ton of different methods. And, you know, do your research and find out what works best for you. But either way, just, just do it. Like, anyone can get out of debt. I, I firmly believe that. You answered that question before I even asked. I was going to ask your advice to people that are trying to get out of debt. But oh, you, you, you read my mind. Um, so I've started doing this real estate podcast. And it's been fascinating because we had this investor realtor that was on. After talking to him, it just made me be like, man, like by by the time that I'm 40, I want to have my own place, but then also like an investment property. And it, like I never thought of myself as being able to invest, but I feel like once you start down the road of savings, like your possibilities are endless. And oh, that's absolutely. exciting. Once you're debt free, possibilities open up for you. Not to say that they don't, you know, even people who are in debt, they still have great opportunities. But there's just something about being financially free that allows you to live in a different way. So, you know, we're really excited to do that. And um, it sounds like you you experienced that yourself, too. So I'm super excited for you as well. Well, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I feel like we sort of hit everything. I think my husband and I were a great team and we did this together. But ultimately, like, we are believers. We believe in the Lord. And he was the one who gave us everything that we needed to get through this. He's the one who provided. And so I just want that to go, you know, I want that to be said just between me and you, at least that, you know, ultimately God's the one who blessed us with what he did. And he really, I want him to get the credit for it because yeah, we had to work hard and, you know, we, we did say no to a lot of things, but ultimately he provided. And so we are so grateful for him overall. You know, I love that you acknowledged that really like we can do our part, but having that faith and that like with him, like the, you know, like when you started this out, you had 62 thousand dollars of debt you know and like those times mm-hmm. when you're like frustrated because when I was in debt I just remember so many times just praying and being like oh this is so hard you know but like yes. so it's very very true so thank you for sharing that yes you're welcome you're welcome I'm so honored that you that you reached out to me. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for sharing your experience with us and just for bringing the motivation that we all can reach our financial goals. And I liked what she said that like personal finance is personal and that there's not one way to do it. But if anyone's feeling overwhelmed and they feel like whether it's debt or savings or investing, whatever it might be, to just remember that, especially like what you said, that with God, all things are possible and to put on your shoes, do your best, and and just continue to believe in the impossible.
Thanks so much for pushing play and listening to this episode. For more information about today's guests or to submit a nomination for a remarkable person that you would like to hear interviewed, head on over to NotablePeeps.com. All my dreams are coming. All my dreams are humming. All my dreams are